0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: Hello there, I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. This is the WIA National News Service for Week commencing October 4, 2015. SOTA and car fire. We received several leads to an unfortunate occurrence through the week, and on Chasing the Blog Writer and Major Player in the Incident, received an email along the lines of, Hi Graham, I'm not sure that I want to put something to air about the event. So I guess we'll all have to wait to see if our amateur radio journal has more in the November editorial. The Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society now has the VI5 ANZAC commemorative call sign on air from Bel Air National Park War Memorial. It pays tribute to the Australian and American forces who served in World War II and Korea with an avenue of giant redwood trees planted in 1962. Organised by Paul VK5 PAS, look for it today from around 0001 UTC to 0900 UTC. Have a listen for 7.13 and 14.25. Later this month, VK100 Anzac commemorates William Henry Kibby, VC winner of Adelaide. This is followed by the Waverley Amateur Radio Society, which had Lance Corporal Daniel Williams, an ex-signaller, as one of its club members. More details on all the ANZAC 100 events are on
2: wia.org.au. The Wireless Institute of Australia has online answers. The WIA web-based resource collection now spans more than 2,500 pages. That makes for plenty of good, informative reading. All forward-looking organisations use web technology to serve their members, prospective members and stakeholders – A well-stocked website is efficient, helpful and cost-effective. The WIA is on board with this trend. We've invested strongly in our web space and online facility to provide you with the services you expect and need. To help you further, the WIA site now has a Frequently Asked Questions section. If you have a question, it may already have been answered, in which case the FAQ section will tell you what you need to know and point you to other website material. Check out the WIA website at www.wia.org.au and remember... The search box is your friend.
1: Now, get yourself a cup of coffee because we've got a rather lengthy board report coming up from Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Most important, so stay tuned for that one, WIA on Bali. WIA at the IARU Region 3 meeting in Bali, Indonesia. Representatives will be at this International Amateur Radio Union Region 3 Triennial Conference, October 12-16. to 16. Members of all national societies, like our WIA, pay a component for international representation through their subscriptions. Peter Young, VK3MV, is the WIA delegate, and Phil Waite, VK2ASD, the observer. The text edition of this broadcast has the URL for the agenda and report, plus when I pick up Robert Broomhead's microphone to bring you special interest group news, we'll have more from Bali and youth in our region. WIA, from Bali to Norfolk. Since last week's broadcast, even further bookings have been received for the WIA's annual general meeting and open forum weekend in 2016. Details and a booking form can be found on the WIA website. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH.
3: The WIA board has become aware of a campaign circulated by email to lobby the new Minister for Communications to, quote, review the pricing of amateur radio licenses to bring them into line with other countries. End of quote. The other countries cited are the United States, where amateurs are issued a license for 10 years, requiring a revalidation after expiry with no fee. End quote. The United Kingdom, where amateurs are issued a license for life, requiring revalidation five-yearly with no fee. End quote. And quote in New Zealand, amateurs are licensed under a general user license with no fee. The proponents of this lobbying campaign are asking the Minister to direct the ACMA to drop Australian amateur license fees to zero. They suggest writing a personal letter to the Minister, in your own words, arguing that amateur radio's past and possible role in disaster communications deserves to be valued as it is in quote many countries of the world, quote. Then, citing the three examples I just set out, along with the argument that a large number of Australian amateurs are pensioners, for whom, quote, the annual licence fee has seen some simply abandon their hobby due to the cost and to the detriment of the nation, end quote. At first blush, the proponents of this lobbying campaign seem to have the interests of Australian radio amateurs at heart. Particularly those living on a pension. So when Senator the Honourable Mitch Fifield, the Minister for Communications, receives a letter along the lines advocated, an advisor in his office will likely ask one of the departmental liaison officers what it's all about. The DLO will be able to tell the Minister's adviser that the ACMA already reduced the amateur licence fee annual renewal in April this year from seventy five dollars to fifty one dollars. In case you missed that, it was on WIA News back in April. Check the WIA website. The Minister's advisor might also be told that amateur radio isn't exactly a low-cost hobby, like stamp collecting, when even second-hand amateur transceivers sell for prices between 250 to $2,000, and many new transceivers are priced from $2,000 to over $10,000. While well-meaning, A lobbying campaign along the lines being advocated is unlikely to make much of an impression within the Minister's office, let alone with the Minister, and not for the two reasons I just highlighted. At this point, let me explain that my day job for the past 15 years has involved dealing with correspondence to Ministers, composing, editing and coordinating responses to letters from the public, other politicians, companies and all sorts of stakeholders. Each letter for the minister to sign in response is accompanied by a briefing note setting out the background to whatever issue or issues an author has written about and justifying the content of the letter the minister might sign. Writing to government ministers is a huge industry in voter land. Government departments have special units that compose responses for their ministers to sign. Sometimes a minister's office will ask the department to respond instead of the minister. Before I was recruited into this world of ministerial correspondence, from time to time since the 1970s, I was involved with various lobbying groups attempting to influence the policies or decisions of ministers and governments. Not always successfully. Hence, I've worked both sides of the fence, so to speak. One of the prime lessons I have learned is, do your homework. Know as much as possible about governments and political processes, the how and why of things. Let me outline, then, some homework about why we pay amateur licence fees in Australia and why the arguments being advocated by the current lobbyists are not likely to succeed. In Australia, it is government policy that all Spectrum users pay a tax for the use of Spectrum, even defence, that is, the armed forces. Spectrum is a resource, a natural resource. This resource is a public good. It isn't consumed when used, as minerals are, for example. There is a cost for looking after the public interest in the use of Spectrum. Use of it is allocated and regulated by a complex set of arrangements, arising from both local and international inputs. As you would be aware, the ACMA has a large role here. However, the ACMA does not set the fees. This is done by a combination of the Department of Communications, the Department of Finance and the ACMA. The ACMA is responsible for the administrative component of the fees that fund spectrum planning and monitoring, regulatory investigations, and the like, along with ITU and World Radio Conference activities, plus the costs associated with management of the licensing data and issuing of licenses. The amateur service pays its way, along with everyone else. To introduce a no-fee amateur license risks a much lower or no service from the ACMA. Arguing to drop amateur licence fees based on amateur radio's role in emergency communications, quote, when all else fails, end quote, no longer has traction in the halls of government. Amateur involvement in community service may get some recognition given the significant number of sporting type activities that rely on amateur radio for safety communications, but not enough to justify a no-fee licence on the basis of volunteer activities. Citing the licence fee situation in other countries will not hold water as the argument does not compare like with like in terms of political and government policy, processes, spectrum, regulation regimes. So, three countries have no amateur licence fees. What about the other 150 odd countries that allow amateur radio operation and charge licence fees? Someone in the Minister's office is likely to ask that question. What answer is there to that? I note the NZART has told the WIA that they and many amateurs in New Zealand regret the introduction of no fee licence there. Here, amateur radio gets a seat at the table when it comes to negotiating changes in legislation and regulations locally and internationally. Over the years, the Australian radio amateur community has benefited as a result. Do you want to give that up for the sake of a fee-free licence? This is WIA Director of vk 2 zrh For VK1WIA
0: News. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: Still with news from the WIA board, the number of VK licences issued continues to fall. Data from the ACMA has shown a fall in the number of current amateur radio licences in the past year it seems the biggest single impact has been attrition caused by cancelled call signs and silent keys among those returning from military service in World War II. According to ACMA files for the 2016 call book, due out later this year, VK7 has gained 17 to be the best performing, VK8 has two more, while the remaining call areas all lost licences. Overall, in 2014, there were 15,141 licences. We're now down by 393. The falling numbers are a concern, but many people are now joining through the foundation license that is attracting new people. Jim Linton, VK3PC from the WIA, says recruitment should always be high on the agenda of clubs, WIA assessors, trainers and all of today's radio amateurs. Our future deserves it. The WIA website will have maintenance work and be offline during the time window, 4.30pm to midnight, October 10. So make sure, rebroadcasters, that you download the news for Sunday the 11th well before 4pm on that Saturday the 10th. The WIA regrets any interruption this may cause but will keep it to a minimum.
0: VK1 WIA. All local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds.
1: Around VK we go. VK2 and Wyson involved in aircraft search, looking for the ill-fated VH-MDX Cessna 210 aircraft in the Barrington Tops wilderness in the Hunter Valley. It continues on the weekend of October 17 and 18 with Wyson, New South Wales, again taking part. On Sunday, the 9th of August, 1981, the aircraft disappeared with five people on board. In previous searches, Weissen provided VHF and UHF communications for search teams from a command post and managed and logged all radio communication. VK3, do you know someone who could become a good radio amateur with just a little encouragement? Enrolments close soon for the Quality Foundation Licence Class and Assessments on October 10 and 11 run by Amateur Radio Victoria at 40G Victory Boulevard Ashburton. Now, that is next weekend. The Study and Operational Practice Guidebook is available on mail order for $26 from the Amateur Radio Victoria online shop. To enrol, make sure you contact 0428 516 001. That's Barry Robinson, VK3PV. His telephone number again, 0428 516 001. The Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club's Barrack pedal radio group is taking part in the great cycle challenge this october to fight kids cancer the k3 grk graham knight says their goal is to ride 700 kilometers throughout the month and they'll be pedaling as hard as they can to reach their target now why are they doing it because cancer is the largest killer of children from disease in australia three children die of cancer every week and so the Barrack Pedal Radio Group are taking on this challenge to raise $1,000 to give these kids the brighter futures they deserve. To achieve their goal, they need your help. So please sponsor them and support their 700km challenge to end childhood cancer. To make a donation, simply go to the wia.org.au website and read all about it in this week's text edition. ABC listeners in VK4 get to hear all about amateur radio. And VK1WIA listeners, hear about this ABC broadcast not from VK4, but from VK3 and Jim Linton. ABC Capricornia has broadcast an interview with Clive Sate, VK4 ACC, Secretary of the Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club. In a five-minute talk, Clive told of the scope and potential of amateur radio and what attracted him to the hobby. On getting his license decades ago, he immediately sought to contact 100 different countries. The ABC program listeners also heard Clive talk about direct contacts with space travellers and portable operation, such as the old sea hill structure during the International Lighthouse and the Lightship Weekend in August.
4: Across Australia from the VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in Albury-Wodonga. It can be heard on 145.525MHz or Node 388642 every Sunday morning at 10am and repeated again that day at 19.30. This is Rob, VK2, Foxtrot Alpha Alpha Alpha. International News with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, AWRL Amateur Radio Newsline. NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Radio amateur, Deputy Sheriff shot and killed in Florida. The ARRL reports a Florida Deputy Sheriff, William J. Bill Myers, KK4KF, died of gunshot wounds after serving a domestic violence restraining order at an attorney's office in Shalimar where he lived. North reported Deputy Myers was walking outside when he was shot multiple times in the back, including a gunshot wound to the rear of his head. An Associated Press account said the shooter, identified as a 33-year-old, was supposed to be turning over any firearms in his possession, but apparently shot Myers with a concealed weapon. A ham since 1986 Bill, KK4KF, was a U.S. Air Force retiree and former air traffic controller who enjoyed operating CW and was a member of the Fist CW Club. The amateur radio community is grieving the loss of another member, one Mark McLeod, K6 Yankee Charlie Victor of Moaklam Hill, California. Mark was confirmed as being among the latest death toll in the wildfires that have been sweeping the West Coast states since September nine. His body was found outside his house on September 16, one of two fatalities in the Butte fire raging east of Sacramento. The Indonesian amateur radio society Arari report that on Monday, September 28, the Lapan A2 Arari satellite was launched from India. Deployment took place 23 minutes later. Lapan A2 is in a 650-kilometre orbit. The inclination is believed to be 8 to 10 degrees. It takes about 110 minutes to orbit the Earth and should pass over Indonesia and other near-equatorial locations 14 times a day. The low-inclination equatorial orbit means that it will be receivable from about 30 degrees north to 30 degrees south. About one-third of the world's population, over 2.4 billion people, live within the coverage area of the satellite. In technology news, we learn that transparent coating keeps solar cells cool and efficient throughout the day. Stanford engineers have developed a transparent silicon overlay that can increase the efficiency of solar cells by keeping them cool. The cover collects and then radiates heat directly into space without interfering with incoming photons. If mass produced, the development could be used to cool down any device in the open air. For instance, to complement air conditioning in cars... It's believed the technology could apply to any instance where an outdoors system needs effective heat dispersal. The advance is described in the current issue of the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Radio intruders. That recent report from the International Amateur Radio Union has put radio amateurs on alert to some new and persistent sources of interference on the bands. An increasing amount of Russian military traffic has turned up at 40 metres and 20 metres, according to the IARU Region 1 monitoring system. As well as the interference I reported on recently, the noise source to the Russian over-the-horizon radar on 14.192 MHz, other monitors based in Germany reported Chinese over-the-horizon radars operating on other bands, including 75 metres and an interfering transmission from a beacon in Kazakhstan on 7027.5 kHz sent as a continuous letter V. Bali Business, Region 3 of the International Amateur Radio Union, will hold its triennial conference on October 12 in Bali, hosted by the Indonesian Radio Society, Orari. The special event station Yankee Bravo 16 IARU will be operating at the conference venue through the gathering's conclusion on October 16. This is the second time Indonesia has hosted the event. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming
5: and text at wia.org.au. Operational News on Felix, VK4FUQ, 2015. q and DX Contest Voice, this weekend, October 3 and 4. OCR Contest CW, next weekend, October 10 and 11. WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day, the weekend of the 14th and 15th of November. Old news now, but the WIA news has just been informed by the VK7WI news that the 2015 2015 RD results are out. And the Single Operator Phone Section 1st place goes to vk oo 2nd place VK7VH, and 3rd place to VK7LTD in the VK7 section. The top rookie was VK5FABG with 288 points, and the top foundation licensee was VK5FDEC with 311 points in the QRP Phone Section. Special event Stations DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net advice. Northwest Tasmania club have a new repeater up. UHF repeater BK7RDR at the Dazzler Range. Seven amateurs travelled to the site located approximately midway along the Dazzler Range, next to the Fire Lookout Tower, with the repeater which was then duly installed and placed on the air. Call sign BK7RDR 434.775 MHz. 439.775 MHz. CDC assess them both receive and transmit is 186.2 Hz. The license is held by the Northwest Taste Manure TV Group. The repeater will be periodically linked to the VK-Link network, VK7 Hub, 1700. Audio feeds of all broadcasts, including this Sunday morning WIA broadcast, are now available on this repeater. VDAM veteran Mel, VK6LC, will from the 16th to the 23rd of October, operate as 3W2HCM and Ho Chi Minh City. His preferences for CW with some SSB Egypt SU Ivan is active as SU nine IG from Cairo until the fifteenth of june twenty sixteen. Activities on one hundred sixty the ten meters using CWSB in Riti QSL to his home call OM three CGN A Sicilian station II nine iaiu is on the wireless now until the thirty first of December. Celebrating the 90th anniversary of the International Amateur Radio Union. Again, your call to listen for will be II9 IARU. October 12 16. International Amateur Radio Union Region 3 Triennial Conference in Sano Paradise Plaza Hotel, Bali, with special event station YB16 IARU. December 20. The WIA program Anzac 100 ends timed with the departure of Anzac troops at Gallipoli in 1915. To commemorate the occasion will be at least VK 100 Anzac, VI 3 Anzac, and VI 6 Anzac. OC 229. VK 5 MAV will be active as VK 5 MAV Stroke 8 from Croker Island between November the 1st and the 6th. Activity will be on 40 to 10 metres using mostly CW and vertical dipolar rays on each of the HF bands. QSL virus home call sign, VK5MAV by the Bureau. PY70FEB is this year's 10th special event station, celebrating 70 years since the end of World War II, and a tribute to the Brazilian Expeditionary Force, FEB, in Italy campaign. Each month in 2015 they have been activating a different call sign, and also sending different QSLs. QSL Manager, PS7AB For BK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, BK4FUQ Inningham.
6: Hello everyone, this is Clive, vk 6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, with the usual reminder that tomorrow, October the 5th, is the first Monday of the month and time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly news and information bulletin to go to air. This month we feature a report on the club's AGM held in Melbourne on september the twenty fourth plus a short talk on two subjects: the electrode and the transistor in a molecule. There are several ways to hear the bulletin. The principal HF transmission will be on twenty meters on fourteen decimal one five zero megahertz upper sideband at zero one hundred UTC beamed north from Melbourne. For the eastern states, and an hour later at 0200 UTC, there will be a 40 metre transmission from Perth on 7088 kHz lower sideband, plus a simultaneous transmission via all linked Newswest VHF and UHF repeaters. Now, please note carefully the new 40 metre frequency of 7088 and NOT, repeat NOT, 7060 kHz as previously. In addition, numerous local relays will take place. To find the times and frequencies for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au and also, as from Tuesday, you can download the audio file from this website. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, information and anecdotes, and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So, once again, the RAOTC Monthly Bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, October 5th. 7-3 from Clive, VK6, CSW. Thanks,
1: Clive. Now, continuing Special Interest Group News. A main jamboree on the air event... On October 17 and 18 in Melbourne, we'll be at the 9th Caulfield Scout Hall in southeast suburban Murrumbina. Cub Scout Commissioner for the Melbourne region, Murray Taylor, VK3MJT, says an early start of 6am both days is a good chance to talk to European scouts as they go into their sunset. Scouts and girl guides in 157 countries look forward to Jota and some later do become radio amateurs themselves. There will be plenty to occupy young minds when the 9th Caulfield Scout Hall becomes the base for Jota activities from 6 till 4. Individual involvement takes about two hours. In a lost and found exercise, Scouts search out hidden transmitters and recover secret coded messages using supplied radio direction finding equipment and training from the Scout Radio and Electronic Service Unit. Another activity called emergency communications asks scouts what they would do if there was no power, no phones, no internet, including social media. OMG. The answer to this dilemma is simple. Construct an antenna, hook up a battery or solar power and a radio and communicate. Now, Murray VK3 MJT is in need of two or three more amateurs to support the planned operations. Offers may be made at the email address in the text edition. Jota, now for the future... In cowboy territory, scout and girl guides in North Queensland region are now contacting their regular radio amateur operator to line up sites and personnel to participate in this year's worldwide event. Already known in North Queensland, Phil VK4 HSV, Kerry VK4 TUB, Lyndall VK4 ZM, Gavin VK4 Zulu Zulu with Kerwin and Alice River Scouts at Camp Gedling. Wayne VK4YG and Ian VK4IGM with Flinders Ridge and guides at District Guide Centre Bluewater. If you can help out with any groups, contact NQ's JOTA coordinator Richard VK4FRJG. Worldwide special interest groups: Youngsters on the Air, Youth to Grow Amateur Radio. A potential growth area for ham radio is involving younger people, as a wonderful for them and hands-on communications activity. A report to the IARU Region 3 conference in Bali, October 12-16, to 16, comes from the Region 3 directors that describes as an underlining theme where the next generation of radio amateurs come from, so that what is enjoyed today can continue to provide benefits to the community in the future. The directors note there are other effective ways of making amateur radio grow, including reviving lapsed radio amateurs broadening its appeal in a crowded marketplace that has many other activities and tapping into the like-minded followers of the DIY make affairs, However, the report suggests a focus on youth may be lacking by some member societies in our region. The PARA Kids Day event has a distinctive logo of a kid with a microphone and a tuned circuit. The WIA, through its foundation licence, is finding it attracts some younger new hams. And activities for younger people is the JARL Ham Fair, and there may be other examples as well. However, the youth theme is heavily promoted in IARU Region 1, with the concept now being taken up outside Europe. For example, Yota, or Youngsters on the Air. IARU Region 2 has the AWRL showing a lead with its Kid Day to promote amateur radio to youth. The... Conference suggests that embracing youth be considered now by all member societies and that it be the theme with reports for the next and 17th IARU Region 3 conference. Wrapping up WIA national news on the social scene for October. This weekend in VK4, Cardwell Gathering, the Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. October 22-25 to in VK4, Knowles Nutty Campers, Poonapalms Caravan Park. And October 25 in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention at the
0: Greyhound Track. Now, till next, we meet. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service.